0: Hello loves! I am so excited to be back for another amazing episode and talk about all the uh, spicy things that we're talking about today. So we're going to talk about keeping it spicy in relationships and how you can grow and thrive in the relationships that you are looking to find or the relationships you already have.
1: I'm back again and I'm super excited to speak about this and how to keep it spicy in your relationship and so this this podcast isn't only for our singletons it's also for our people who are happily in love and in married marriages or long-term relationships.
0: <laughs> so let's start off with my number one favorite favorite topic that I love to talk about all Brittany's the time.
1: Renee's real favorite. <laughs> My real favorite
0: is couch shock. Um, some of you have heard me um, speak on this and come to some of our seminars and things like that, but I really started the foundation of our company behind the subject of what I call couch shock which is the relevance of sitting together with somebody on the couch, eye to eye, distraction-free, nothing else. I mean, we've talked about this in our communication techniques, I think it was, or whatever, um, podcast. But um, couch talk is where it's all at. (laughs) So even when, you know, you're single, let's say, you know, you're, talking with your friends and you're able to practice what it's like to do couch talk or obviously coupled in a relationship, it's so important that anytime you're with somebody, you shut your phones off, you're distraction free. I mean, in the office all day long, the girls, our team will always say like, Ray, I need you to be present. And so I'm like, well, put couch talk on the calendar and you know I'm there for an hour. So um, couch talk is really designed to be that time where you put aside and you put it on the calendar if you have to, if you're that scheduling person, you know? Um, And it's that time to not say we need to talk or we need to have this major conversation, but it's like saying you are important to me. I want to be distraction-free with you so that we can plug into each other. So that I always say that turns into spicy things later down the road. Obviously with your friend, I hope it's not (laughs) turning into that. But let's be honest. I've been there with my girlfriends. Our conversations turn pretty juicy I feel like by the end of them, right?
1: That's always the most exciting when you're sat with friends talking, you know, no distractions, no phones, no TV. That's when you get the best gossip
0: or best info. Right? So um, that is one thing that I encourage even with our couples to be able to, you know, sit in and and plug into one another and just go back to like where you were when you first started dating. Um, I love doing events when we have singles and married couples together. Cause I always feel like my married couples really Are great, uh, a great resource um, for our singles to see what that true love looks like that they want to aspire to be. Um, And then I also love it, I say, for my married couples to look at the singles that are like still being giddy and fun and playful and dating and things like that. And so it's a good balance to have, you know, people around you that are in healthy relationships and really thriving for that. I mean, so many of us I know have gone through especially COVID and everything else, really assessing some of our friendships and relationships and, you know, what you surround yourself around is what you'll become. So it's super important that you are always thriving to be your best. And I think that that's a little bit about what we talk about couch talk.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so easy in friendships too. I mean, it's so easy to get up, to get distracted with life, your work, your going home, cooking dinner. Then you have to clean your house. Then you have to do something else. If you have children, you then have to put them to bed. It's like a laundry list of things that you have to do. So it's really is a priority um, to have that couch talk time and sit there and kind of put it on the calendar for you and your mate or like Renee said even you and your friends because you're not having any friends with your time with your girlfriends or vice versa with guys so um, definitely schedule that time as it really is important and sometimes you'll never you'll never know what some problems could be arising and that's the time that people might, might will feel comfortable to say that is in that couch talk time so if something's bothering your husband that you never make time for them then what you do is you sit on the couch and they'll probably talk confess to that when you're sat there with no other distractions
0: yeah and I always say like couch talk is not meant to be to talk about all the minutia and all the other stuff it's really meant to plug into one another where you know for I always tell the men ask women what their expectations are for this next month um because I got to be honest, obviously being a woman myself (laughs) and us doing a million things, multitasking a hundred times, um, is we do have expectations. The problem is us women don't tell you men that and so then you fail without even knowing that you're failing because we never told you our expectations. So the truth is men need direction and they need one task at a time. And so, the reality of it is, I always say, during that couch talk time, even if you do it once a month, because a woman's already got the whole month figured out in her head visually how it's going to go down. So, like, it'd be awesome if in the beginning of each month, it's kind of like guys know how business works too, right? Like, you set the expectations, and you ask that question, and she might say, you know what, babe, I've really been missing going out to dinner with you. I wish you would, like, I wish we could go out to dinner. I wish, like, you would ask me, Connie and I were talking about this earlier, you would ask me three days in advance and say, I want to take you out to dinner. Why? Because us women are super excited. Yeah. Like, we're thinking... We're like, oh my gosh, if we have three or four days donuts, we can maybe go to the store, get a cute new outfit. Like, we can we can shave and be ready, right? <laughs> we can do all those little things that us women want to feel super sexy and attractive for our men, right? Yeah. Um, that, like, when you just come home, I'll never forget the famous, like, okay, let's go out to dinner, and you're going to a super nice restaurant. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I'm so not ready. And you want us women really want to be our best version and really put in the effort for you guys. Like, you guys love that we do. That's, you know, what attracted you to yeah. us, right? And so um, I always say, like, Even if you're not a planner, here's some really good advice. Like, set a plan. Give us some direction because us women already have it in our head and we just want to make sure it fits in.
1: Yeah, and don't just say, and like Renee said, oh, let's go out to dinner tonight. Sure, or I'll say, for example, it's fine for you and your relationship to go grab pizza together and not make it a date. That's fine. But there's a difference between just going out to dinner together or going on a date with one another. If you're going to go on a date, you're going to dress up, you're going to feel the best part, and you're kind of going to, Feel those feelings that you had when you were first initially dating. So, even I know now uh, when my husband says, Hey, let's go on a date, I'm like, Oh, this is so exciting because it's back from when we first started instead of, Hey, let's just go grab dinner. It really is a difference. So, put a date night on your calendar as that really does make it exciting. Keep it's it spicy. A, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's exactly. our whole topic. <laughs> And then also, it's nice for your partner to see you dressed up. Sometimes they just see you in your slums and your comfies at home, and that isn't always that cute. So it's nice. Right. Get out of
0: your yoga clothes every once in a while if you want some spice and zest in your relationship. Because I have heard from enough men and other people, because that's what we do in our job, is get like feedback, right? is that, you know, they kind of start to lose interest when they're always coming home and you're in your yoga clothes, you know, or whatever or you're not still, like, in that busy business sexy look or whatever. Yeah. Um, There is definitely truth. Men are visual and women are emotional. Yeah.
1: And even (laughs) even with guys, like, sometimes if it's a guy that's doing, I don't know, like, a sweaty day-to-day job but never has a suit on or a nice jacket and you're like, okay, well, if I'm gonna dress up for this date, why don't you? And then it makes it just as exciting for the woman, too, so Dressing right,
0: dressing the pot is... And, of course, so for our single people out there, of course, too, like, at the end of the day, like, if you're always going to the grocery store right after the gym and it's like 5, 6 o'clock in the evening, all the single people are going to the grocery store at that hour because they're trying to figure <laughs> out dinner. I'm just saying, so, like, think it through every once in a while to still look cute and sexy going to the grocery store instead of being in your slum, yeah. <laughs> that's as Connie is saying. It's easy um, to be
1: comfortable. I get it. but <laughs>
0: Right. But that's maybe why you're still comfortable on the couch and yeah. not meeting that person you're looking for. Yeah. So, you know, what you put in is what you'll receive in any area of life. So oh. I think that that's the same thing to remind our married couples that they have to keep it spicy. They have to continue to always date their marriage.
1: Yeah, actually. And it,
0: I love that Connie and I, actually, what started this whole idea was um, her and her husband and some friends were out this weekend. They loved travel. They have this amazing travel trailer and go all around, and, and that's their passion together. Um, and she sent me an updated love language and personality <laughs> assessment that we make all of our team take. Um, and it's so awesome that she's like, yeah, we have our friends taking it, too. We were all having conversations. And... Um, so, I, some of me have, some people have maybe heard me talk about before. But if you've never taken a personality assessment questionnaire before, which we just use the Myers Briggs, or you can use the Enneagram or whatever, all of that stuff is free to
1: take. And they're interesting, so I they're never took so the Enneagram until this weekend, and it was super interesting, as normally I lean to the ones that we do here, um, but we don't usually do the Enneagram, and that one was super interesting, because it was so correct, so... Yeah, and it. like, you
0: know, one of the, one like the Myers-Briggs one that we you do use is it breaks down your strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. that I spend a lot of time with our clients talking about, like, no one's perfect, mm-hmm. and you know, your strengths are what you've already mastered. Your weaknesses are areas that everybody says, well, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, okay, there's some truth to it. Even if it's just one out of the five, you still have not mastered. And so the goal is to, like, you know, work on those weaknesses so that by the time you meet that mate or even if you're in a relationship with someone, you look at that instead of thinking, why is my mate always getting upset at me? Why do people get frustrated with me? Why do I personally get frustrated with my mate? Why? Because you don't know their love language or their personality type. And so if you don't have this knowledge about yourself to be able to educate your future mate or your mate in general you're with today, how are you actually ever going to grow together?
1: Yeah, and like I I think what's a fun idea, so um, me and Jeremy actually took it last year and we took it this year just this weekend together. And it's so funny. So maybe even put it on your calendars for like the day after your anniversary, take the love language and personality type test because ours changed dramatically. So he was not a planner before he met me. Now he is now a J, which we call as our planner. When you do the, uh, the personality type test, you will understand that. <laughs> um, but like there's little things how now we align so much better after um, uh, considering last year when we took it because we've really focused on things like that, things like if my love language is my love language is acts of service i want to help when i'm flooding in all of the things like if he does the dishes i'm like oh my goodness that's so adorable <laughs> it's not cute but to me that means a lot as then to him quality time is really important because i'm always so busy so and it's so interesting to see how it changes over a matter of time so definitely married couples or people just to keep it interesting and to know what each other likes You know, put it on your calendar once a year, the day after your anniversary, the week before your anniversary, I don't know, some date that you can remember to retake it and see how much you've changed in a year.
0: Yeah, and Connie just brings up an awesome point that, like, you know, a a strong relationship will grow together. So, you know, you and Jeremy have really been able to evolve your differences to now blend so well together that, of course, you've changed a little bit. But that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, change is a good thing. If you're not forever growing and blossoming, then the relationship goes stale. And that's why we're talking about keep it spicy, keep it real, like, you know, do it yearly, maybe do it every couple years. I always encourage all of my married couples that I'm like, once a year, it doesn't have to be on your anniversary, but once a year, do an enrichment course together. Like, I love the one that's up in um, Georgia. It's called Wind Shape. It's obviously a Christian-based. It's by Chick-fil-A. It is out in the country. It is... Awesome and um, some of the most amazing leading speakers um, of Christian faith and pastors speak there. and there's all different levels. I mean, if you're really struggling in your relationship, there's some of them that you know are better in in really rebuilding the relationship others I enjoy have gone to in the past where are also, Um, to revitalize and keep it fresh Mm -hmm. um, before it's the do or die, what are we going to do situation. So um, I encourage everyone listening (laughs) to do something like that. And, you know, again, if you're sitting on this podcast and you're like, I'm single, what is that going to do me any good? I so strongly and when I did my research before I even started this company that I didn't know this was God's mission for my heart is I studied relationships for like two and a half years and I really wanted to know what made relationships work and didn't and I was like how is there such failure in marriage and relationships and it's because we don't talk about these things. We don't know these things. We weren't taught relationship skills. So what I at the time was going through premarital myself and going through a bunch of different courses. And learning things, I was like, gosh, the problem is there's nothing for you when you're dating. There's really nothing for you when you're single. It all begins once you're already engaged. And it's too late <laughs> at that point. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of books that I recommend to our couples and other, Your, I mean, our singles. Um, great books for married couples, too. Um, two of my favorite authors are Pam and Bill Farrell. Uh, that wrote the book, Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Love them. Um, and they've written thousands of, I don't maybe not thousands, yeah. but at least def- hundreds of Christian books for teenagers, for blended family, like all these things, right? And so um, I always say, like, if you're single, read marriage books because it's going to prepare you and enrich you for the re- marriage relationship that you actually do want, that you can speak to someone that you meet of how important that is to you. Same thing for married couples.
1: Yeah. It, it's marriage so is a huge. full-time job. As much as you love it, it's also a job that you need to keep investing in.
0: Right. Exactly. So, um but
1: take read the books before it gets bad. So you always <laughs> and like take the love languages before you get to the point where you're like read I don't a relationship. do relationship for you. Well, d- don't wait until that time to do the quizzes and read the books. Read it all before that happens so you're constantly growing and evolving together.
0: Yeah, and I say quarterly enrichment. Put it on your calendar, you know, for sure. So um, I love that. You know, I think the other thing, too, that, you know, our team is searching for every day. Connie is a a witness of it. I am, too, of um, witnessing parents who are each other's best friends and yes. amazing role models. Like, I know my parents have been married 53 years, and they love each other more today than they ever have. Like, they are literally each other's best friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do things separately, but they do things together. Like, it's so funny that one of their date nights out is going to Costco together, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't it's get, empty. but, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm not that generation, whatever, but, like, that's their thing. I'm not as much into food as they are, but... Um, <laughs> They love going to... Like, that's a thing. Like, that is a date night to them. It's Um, hilarious. It may
1: be whatever... Like, whatever it may be. And, like, we talked about the restaurants before. But it doesn't have to be a restaurant. Like, one thing we like to do is take a picnic to watch the sunset it's something so small and especially it doesn't have to cost a dime and you could go and just share that special quality time together and like Renee was saying it, we're very lucky to both have amazing wonderful parents that are best friends and who are loving and caring of one another but even like my parents um I would say was talking to my mom and she's like it's so important to have that time she has her girlfriend time my dad goes and hangs out with the guys but then also in the their spare time every single weekend my parents travel together they go somewhere they're very adventurous still and that's definitely where i get it from but they are best friends but also however long they've been married i don't know 25 correct me if i'm wrong mom my dad might be a little longer, <laughs> but, um, however many years you've been married just like make sure that you have a passion that you share but also that you can have a little separate life on your own too I mean obviously not a complete separate life but having friends having friends is another way to just recharge you and make you the best version of you for your partner for sure absolutely
0: and for those of you that are in relationships out there that are exclusive that are married and with the right mate it is so important that you still send those sexy texts and be flirty <laughs> and be flirty. So, I'm telling you, sometimes you feel uncomfortable or you feel weird or whatever, but there is no better message then a text, like a man will tell us all day long, oh my gosh, I loved it when my wife or my mate or whatever sent me that message that was like, you and me, baby, when I get home later tonight, <laughs> it's on, you know, or whatever. Like it might sound silly or so out of character to send that, but trust me, mm-hmm. the reward will be spicy and fun at the end to just make it a little bit, change it up a little bit. Because we all love routine in some regards just for order and structure and functionality, but that's... That's what also makes a relationship and a marriage and everything else go stale. Yeah. So no one wants vanilla. You gotta keep Mm -hmm. it spicy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And even um Little things, like if you have a child, still hold hands when you go out. Still touch each other's butt when you're cooking. I don't know. Do the small, little things right? that still make it flow. And even if you have a child, what they see, it's
0: important that they see love. There are so many kids and younger, you know, we're getting, we get younger and younger clients all day long. And I feel like it's because they haven't witnessed what it's like to see loving relationships. And so, you know what, at the end of the day, sure. I have one client that always tells me, bring your daughter into work every once in a while or whatever. And I say, wait, no, that's crazy. I, You know, we don't <laughs> want the noise and everything else. But it's so true because then she's witnessing the hard work and the things that we do. So bringing her around that, it's the same thing yeah. with, like, your kids or anybody else. Show the world your yeah. passion. That's not yeah. a bad thing.
1: Or it's just, like, if you're not the couple that would kiss in public or hold hands in public, I don't know, make it a thing to – when you go, I don't know, to the grocery store – Hold hands. It might seem so little and so tiny, but it's better than being so distant and then you go home and you're always in this constant routine. And like Renee said, we all love routine. Don't get me wrong. But (laughs) we have to, to, you know, show love in the tiniest ways or, you know, if you go to the store and you see your partner's favorite little I don't know candy something to bring them something home that makes them think of them or little things like that that can really make your relationship more exciting and just the other person to know that they're loved and you know just because you've been married for many years it doesn't mean that it's boring anymore
0: <laughs> and I all very good points and I think I'm going to close on this because I know that we got to run but um the best advice that I can give anybody because let's be real arguments disagreements just not liking each other in some moments of relationships do happen. (laughs) Let's just be real, right? (laughs) And it may be so out of your character or so out of your mate's character, but the one who wins all the rewards and the accolades and the applaud for me at the end, I always say, or in heaven, God looking down, is the one who reaches out when something's not good and gives that person a tender touch, even though you might honestly not be ready but that sets the tone for everything that's ahead is that small little gesture that gets you back to where it is, where it needs to be spicy yeah. and fun. Never so, just, go to
1: bed without saying I love you, even if it isn't on good terms.
0: Right. Even if you're not feeling it, the reality of it is genuinely know that you guys will get through the season. You'll get through that valley. And it's all about somebody making that first move and continuously doing it. Never give up on your mate. Um, you know, if obviously it's a healthy relationship that doesn't have other challenges. But I think that that's something that's so important that a lot of people just don't want to, you know, they're like, well, I'm not going to make the first move or he did this or he did that. But if it's somebody that's worth fighting for and you see the future and there's so much growth, then those are the moments that you can really change a relationship for the good in the and the highs of what a relationship is so anyways it's been another great talk we always love doing this and we can't wait to hear more from you and any questions you have let us know and we're going to love and leave you talk to you soon
1: bye guys
0: it's been another great talk on this episode of one true talks by renee rochelle i look forward to our next chat please write in your questions and comments so I can be sure to talk about whatever it is you want to discuss in our next upcoming episode. Lots of love. God bless. XOXO.